I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, what's up everyone, everybody? Uh, welcome back again to another episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Once again, it's your boy Christian. And today we're going to be doing, uh, took me a little while to get it up, to get get it out there, the video of the week. It's been a busy week for me. Um, started working again, so, you know, I just kind of, I got to implement that schedule back again into the rhythm of my life. So, here we are. Uh, it came a little late, but it came. Uh, we're hoping to take this, you know, put this one out. For everybody to listen and then hopefully uh, by Tuesday, Wednesday, the latest, have another video coming that I already kind of have it planned out in my head. I just have to do it basically. Uh, and today what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about um, Matt Jordan on Soccer Matters. Um, he was uh, invited on by Glenn Davis. Shout out to Glenn Davis, the real MVP of this. Um, you know, having, you know insisting on on that you know, having Matt Jordan on the show and uh finally Matt Jordan decided to show up and show his face and now with the one year extension to his contract you know that a lot of people are not happy with uh maybe including myself um you know we're just gonna listen to uh we're gonna listen to some bits and pieces of soccer matters uh hopefully they don't sue me and um, I'm just going to be basically kind of reacting to it, but not really. Just kind of like, you know, uh, giving my feedback on on the questions and on, on the answers mainly, not on the questions. The questions, 99% were good, except that last one that most people didn't like. And I didn't agree with it too much as well. But uh, without further ado, let's go see what we can find uh, on Talker Matters. Uh, this happened on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken, this past Tuesday, and a lot of people were heated, and I don't think, uh, this resolved anything, especially with, uh, Mauro Manotas, you know, being sold to Cholos, or Cholos, uh, of, um, Tijuana, I believe, um, so, actually, i go ahead and say it, the next show is gonna be a strictly Mauro Manotas show, so, you know, be on the lookout for that one, there's, little surprise there for everybody so um, I recommend you watch it and um, or listen to it or whatever uh, but it's gonna be more of a visual one so um, hopefully if you're not if you're listening and you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel I would suggest you go to YouTube cuatro cuatro dos q u a t t r o q u a t t r o d o s and you're gonna find the podcast version on a video version so if you want to see how it looked like or if you want to see what I'm doing, um, you know, just go ahead and check it out. Just give it a thumbs up or whatever people do. Comment, like, whatever, share. Um, or just watch it or listen to it. Uh, but yeah, so next week is going to be a Mauro Manota show. Um, and then this week, <clears throat> unfortunately, we're doing a Matt Jordan show. So um, once again, shout out to Glenn Davis for uh, putting this together and letting the people call in. And you know, ask my Jordan direct questions. You know, direct to him. And even though we we don't get direct answers, um, you know, it is what it is. We we got something out of it. So let's get up. Let's go on here and shuffle through the through the show, and let's see what we can find. So I, honestly, I don't even. I'm gonna start from like the beginning. So if you're gonna see me shuffling and stuff, you know, forgive my unpreparedness. Uh, but it's all Gucci and the hooch. So that's Glenn Davis. Saying what's up? How are we gonna? We're gonna fast forward. Keep fast forward, fast forward. I actually listened to. I was listening to the show live, and then I probably listened to the recording, like the uh, the podcast episodes as they put it out afterwards, like twice. So I I'm kind of you know reacting to somebody that to, to something that I already have reacted, <coughs> but I think I'm gonna have. <clears throat> probably the same reaction as I listen especially uh, shout out to Ryan 
Um, that one, and then there was another question that I was like, eh, that you know, got a good reaction out of me. And every time I hear it, I get like the same reaction, so it's gonna be funny. Right, let's see what we got. And then Wilburn comes on in the 75th. So he's talking about the Seattle game. That was a crazy ass game. Six goals and four Don't forget the MLS final this Saturday or tomorrow or today as you're watching. Uh, uh, Columbus Crew, Seattle Sounders, and Columbus Crew That's is going to be a really good game. All right, so we're going to keep fast-forwarding to when Matt Jordan comes in. Um, and, and that, I think All right, let's go back. Briefly and just how it came down and, and, and uh, the former FC Dallas All right, let's see. So we're listening to Matt. Orlando. I mean to... There we go. Hey, Glenn Davis, shout out, shout out to Glenn Davis. He ha, he has some really, really good questions, too. So, shout out to Glenn Davis. Here we go. Hi, Glenn. Thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, I guess the big news for Dynamo Ooh. fans and the buzz today is uh, Mauro Minotas moving to Tijuana. Tell us about the deal uh, briefly and just how it came down and, and and maybe we can talk about the transfer fee as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, really at the beginning of this last year, you know, we we really outlined a, a pretty detailed plan uh, to move Moro and, and Albert in the summer window. Um, you know, and actually for Moro in particular, we had a, a transfer being set up in Spain uh, for the summer just uh, prior to the pandemic hitting. So we were really forced to kind of pivot and adjust with so he's talking about how this summer, I guess, uh, they were going to send Mauro to Spain. Um, obviously, a pandemic happened, so they, obviously, like he's saying, they had to switch everything up. But I, I wonder how much money... So there's been some numbers floating around for this Mauro Manotas uh, transfer. A lot of Some people were saying $1.1 million, which is god-awful. And then there were some other numbers that came up it was closer to four million um but you know we don't know so you know somewhere in between there hopefully his situation and with the unpredictable kind of nature of everything going on um and so that didn't happen as we were really focusing on getting the team back on the field uh as we got towards the end of the readjusted uh fifa window in the summer uh you know tijuana had reached out and it was getting towards the end of the deadline and, and you know, just with kind of the situation that, you know, that we've all been dealing with, it didn't materialize at that point, but we've been uh, in touch with them, you know, through the last... Uh, so I'm going to fast forward because he keeps just mumbling about the transfer, but doesn't really give any numbers or anything, con like, concise, is that a word? So we're going to go a little bit. Set, up, set our club up, you know, to benefit down a lot. Let me see, hold on. So that's probably one of the only things that kind of makes me happy about Mauro leaving. Uh, I'm going to talk about that maybe more in depth uh, next episode. But, you know, the fact that he's probably going to be a little bit more visible for the Colombian League. I mean, obviously, he's going to have to, like, kill it. Um, something that he didn't do this year. But, you know, hopefully being, you know, a new change or a new wind or whatever it's called, however you say uh, un nuevo aire, as we say in Spanish or whatever. Uh, un cambio de aire would will come, you know, will fit him well. But who knows? So just a question for you. Is, is there a reason why you don't want to reveal the transfer fee? Because, you know, in the new rebrand, there's all this talk about being more transparent and all. And don't you think that would be a, gr a great reach out to the fan base as far as giving them some ownership in these deals? 
and uh, feeling some pride in it and then be able to, to talk about it because without knowing the numbers, the fan base can't say whether this is a good deal or not. They just have to accept what you say, and there's nothing wrong with that, but they want to make their own decisions. That is a great question. I look like the freaking tiger from the cereal boxes. Um, bro, the whole part of the rebrand or the whole, not the whole, but like one of the main things that Glenn Davis is talking about, like they're talking about transparency. They're talking about how being open, being the team of the city, you know, being Houston's team and all this and that. But then when it comes to like telling people what's going down, like you don't tell us. So how are we supposed to be like supporting you and you know giving our you know our part of the deal when you're not reciprocate oh that's a tough word reciproc reciproc you know what I mean if you're not giving back like that love I guess you know and we're not expecting I mean obviously we want a winning team but all we need from this damn deal is to let us know how much they bought them for like we want to know a number we want to make sure that our gm is doing a good job as a gm like you are supposed to be making the decisions for us to be profitable and uh okay before also before i keep going i want to say i have nothing against matt jordan as a person he's probably a really nice guy he seems like a nice guy I mean, he looks like a nice guy, but you know, obviously, right now we're gonna talk about strictly his performance as a general manager of the Houston Dynamo. So it's nothing against the personal dude, but it's again against him and how you know he's doing his job, and I don't think he has been doing a great job. So, being that said, let's get him. Uh, but yeah, transparency. Like, if you're not gonna be tr transparent with us, how do you expect us to like like you, to trust you? To follow you blindly, like, like, you know, yeah, you are the general manager and we're supposed to trust you, but like, we can't, we can't trust you with the results, we can't trust you with the way that uh, Ellie's transfer went down, like, bro, our best player sold for $1.1 million, like, come on, bro, we can't trust you like that. So, I listen to a lot of, um, I don't, well, I guess it's Spanish rap battles. So, like improv improvised rap battles. And one of the lines that one of the guys says, you know, they're battling each other. And then one of the guys says to the other guy, uh, Dijo nada para decir nada. So, basically, he said nothing to say nothing. Like, you said nothing. Like, that was a waste of breath in time and space like what kind of answer is that bro will this money matt be reinvested uh, into the striker position where where moro played well i think crickets crickets if you say if you start the the sentence with the word the word well uh just say no So basically, no. This off season, as we've made some critical decisions, and how we're going to focus, uh, how we're going to strengthen each of our lines. All right, you can talk to Matt Jordan, the Dynamo general manager. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Let's go to the phone lines. We start with Marco. Marco, what's on Marco? Your mind? Marco. My question is that a couple of years ago, you were talking about how your um, the way that you want to like take care of players is to develop them and then sell them. Uh, for money, well, I just I was wondering if you want to like make 
So Marco made me laugh because this dude thinks of Matt Jordan being such a joke that he like literally laughs in the middle of the freaking sentence. I apologize, Marco. You broke up broke up with me a little bit at the end there. Could you repeat that last part? I think what you yeah, go ahead, Marco. So basically Marco's saying, How about we stop with this whole like bringing young players? How about we bring players with fucking uh, experience and let's win a trophy and let's see what he answered uh, I wish we had a, like a little thing that would let me uh, maybe keep them and try and make a championship winning team I think the question was Is el boludo? like bro you heard the question stop being stupid so he wants to know him. I th- I Even Glenn Davis knows you're being stupid. I think I got it. I, With all due respect. I, I heard it pretty well. I think okay. what he wants to know is he's talking about the buying and selling policy that you had mentioned about developing players and selling them off. But he wants to know, with that, uh, how are we going to win championships? Okay, I understand. Thanks for, thanks for helping with that, Glenn. Uh, look, I mean, well, first of all, we have won a championship with that. With, with that uh, that uh, plan with with break. a U.S. Open Cup since when 2013 since you got here like crickets crickets and some young players in and, and having them you know help us find success so you know that is something that we're proud of uh, that that we've shown that we've been able to do that in particular with with the championship we won in 2018 uh, and I think for a club like ours you know we understand the you know there's there's going to be, you know, certain parameters that, that we're going to work within, you know, maybe different than, you know, clubs like Toronto FC or, or NYC. How great would it be if ownership came on Glenn Davis? Can you imagine? I think Matt Jordan gets a lot of shit and he should because he has made terrible decisions. And unfortunately, it kind of, you know, it's on his head to, you know, it is what it is. But I think ownership is just like he's being like a scapegoat for ownership. But it is what it is, right? And so for us, you know, I think that's going to be an important aspect. Uh, while again continuing to, to to win games, you know, which we we recognize is very important. I mean, I think you know that's where we're supposed to these other guys. And so you know, for us, I think that'll continue to be important for us. Um, but we understand the results are a very important part of the process. And so, Marco, I appreciate that question. Thank you. Marco. All right, let's keep it going. Colin, you're up. What's on your mind, Colin? Uh-oh, Colin's not there. Well, yeah, uh, Colin. Let's go to Ray. Ray, you're up. Hello, good evening, Glenn and uh, Matt. Shout out to Ray. Uh, couple, uh, this is a two-part question uh, for, for you, uh, Matt. Uh, one of the phrases that you always mention, core values, what does it specifically mean to the Houston Dynamo community and its fans? Core values. You know, when I say and mention core values, and you know, for us, the most important core value of our club is that it, it, everything is about the team. It's a team first club, right, uh, and we have always push forward because this club. guy. Uh, no one individual, no one player, no one thing that I would say when talking with anything related to the Houston Dyn- uh, Houston Dynamo FC now, and it, it's a balance. It's a balance there, Ray. You know because. So, unfortunately, I think RGV, at this moment in time, is just like um, like one of those, it's like a cousin that you don't like, but like, you have to invite him to your party because he's your family, unfortunately. But, you know, he's such a, I'm not saying like, you know, this is what I think of RGV, but this is how I think um, the Dynamo CRGV. Uh, but it's like, you know... You know, he's there, and, like, you know, we have him there, and, like, 
you know, he's good, uh, you know, like, if you have to move or something, like, you can always hit him up because he has a truck and he can, like, help you move. Um, and, like, he can help you out, you know, he can, or, like, he owns a, a, a big old, like, hangar or garage and, like, you can put some stuff in there, you know, if you, if you need to. But, uh, but I mean, don't invite him because, you know, he's just... He's just, you know, he's not really part of the family. He just kind of brought, you know, that I think that's how they see RGV, unfortunately. Like, I think RGV would do so much better if they were just, like, their own thing. I know maybe, like, financially, they're not able to probably, you know, have all the people that they have. Because, you know, the Dynamo uh, is the one that kind of pays for their, like, technical staff or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I would rather... RGV be RGV and like have their own autonomy like San Antonio FC's you know like these teams that are able to like kind of grow you know because if you're dependent of the Houston Dynamo you know I mean shit I'm a fan and you know I love this team but I mean if their number one team their number one priority is not doing good how good do you think their second priority is going to be it's not going to work So basically, he's saying nothing. Dijo nada para decir nada. It's funny because the, the the afterwards the guy says la concha de tu hermana, which I mean, is not a good thing. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and skip that one because I just answered that one. And of course, you know, COVID and that's always going to have some blame on it. So they basically said that he they wanted to send like the younger guys to go play it over there, which, you know, that's that's what they use RGV for as a as like a training ground for for the younger players to be able to move them up whenever they're ready. But they weren't able to. Has RGV and this relationship been successful? That's a good question. So the question is, do you think... RGV and the Houston Dynamo and this relationship has helped them be successful? The answer is hell no, but let's see what he says. Uh, I think what defines success um, is, is getting players meaningful, getting, getting players coming up through our system, meaningful minutes um, at, a, at a competitive and high level while getting results at the same time. Um, you know, to me, that's how I define success. Is it though? Do you rather like develop players and then win, or do you rather win and winning will develop players like you know naturally? Because you know the results are an important aspect of development. Um, you know, I, I'll give you an example. I mean, you know, we were you know Tab and I were talking about this last week. I mean. <laughs> A player this last year that really kind of, you know, a player like Marcelo Palomino. Oh, I'm going to skip it. Cause... He really benefited from that. And, you know, the they used Marcelo Palomino, they used Memo, they used everything to basically justify what they have done in RGV, which is great. I'm not going to say it's not, you know, because if you can get a hook, good players, but at the same time, what good are you doing for RGV? I don't know. You know, I'm not well versed in RGV. You know, I would leave that to Ray or to uh, or to Edson, since they're more like in depth with RGV. But I don't know. Th- that's this is my opinion as an outsider that doesn't really follow RGV as much. First team. That's that's really what I'm getting at. In your opinion, I think I think um, it's not a perfect plan. You know, we outlined a very clear plan for him to get X amount of games that we ended up actually sending down there um, uh, with Ian Hoffman, uh, who. When he came in, uh, and he really benefited from that. The challenge there, Glenn, was that okay, we wanted to maybe send Marcelo, but with the league protocols, he had to stay down there for the whole season. You know, and Tab and I were going through it, and Tab's like, "Well, Matt, look, you know, there's going to be moments where we're going to maybe try to piece him in at the end of the season." So we kept him up here, and we were pleased that, that Marcelo got some got some first team minutes. 
Yeah, no, I, I get COVID this year, but, you know, we've been down in the Rio Grande Valley for a while. Has it reaped enough benefits for the first team? That's that's really what I'm getting at, in your opinion. No. I think, I think um, it's not perfect, Glenn. I think that there's more positives than negatives to the relationship. Um, and again, I, I just... I think I tweeted this. This guy said that... You know, regarding the relationship between the Houston Dynamo and RGV, there's more positives than negative. Both of the teams haven't been to the playoffs in forever. Yes, the Houston Dynamo won a U.S. Open Cup. But other than that, two teams, one cup. Two teams, one cup. No playoffs. One playoff. I don't know about RGV, to be honest. But I don't think they're doing that hot. So you think there's more positives than negatives? I don't know. I might be wrong, but I think I'm right. Look, that, that there's been, you know, I look at players. I'm, look, I'm in the office right now. I'm looking at players that have benefited. I'm looking at the board right now. You know, Memo obviously really, really benefits from it. Michael Nelson, Sam Jones. Hasn't played a minute. Um, Alejandro Formayor. Hasn't played like two minutes. Uh, you know, Ian Hoffman, right? Hasn't played any minutes, just RGV minutes. Just mentioned, um, you know, some players have been that came back from injuries at different times, and so you know, I do believe that the partnership uh, has been beneficial. You know, when I when I especially when I, I turn around, operation move back to Houston, they could become the pro team in the Valley, and you could have your team under your your umbrella where you guys can observe and monitor in such an easier and more convenient way. Yeah, look, I think. Uh, First of all, you know, it's a, it's a partnership we value. Um, so basically, Glenn, uh, yeah, Glenn Davis asked him, you know, what about letting them fly? Like letting them, letting RGV be free and just kind of getting a team closer to home to be your second team. And, you know, we value the partnership. Obviously, you have to say the political stuff. Uh, but yeah, basically he said no. You know, it is what it is. We have a contract. We got to honor it. Whatever. see we're gonna skip it a little bit see where we're at all right matt we're gonna take a break here uh, when we come back we got a lot of phone calls to get to keep them coming 713 all right let's move on to the next we gotta do i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here is in conversation with business icons This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Do that just in case we don't get in trouble. Alright, there's commercials. Let's see where we're at. Uh, employees on the technical side of the club were now, you know, over 50. Alright, so this is where Shay gets real. Shay hits the fan. My boy Ryan is coming in into the game. I don't know Ryan, but Ryan. Like Foxtrot said, he deserves a um, purple heart. Long here. Uh, just a quick word here for uh, John Daspit. Uh, John Daspit, you don't sponsor me, so we're going to skip it. <laughs> hey, if you want to, though, John Daspit, more than grateful to get your sponsorship, bro. More than great, more than grateful. Bro, what the hell? Did I just go back? Caller who want to get on get on all right get your question and let's quick do it uh, let's go to ryan ryan you're up 
Matt, besides uh, using the point that we honestly get tired of hearing the hiring of Todd Ramos, no offense to him, please clearly state what you have done to make this club a better product on the field because your track record in Houston with MLS as far as winning goes is quite awful. Please don't sidestep this. Thanks. Oh, I love that shit. I love the whole, please don't, side, don't sidestep this. Bye. <laughs> he just said, bitch, please answer my question. Be direct. Stop bullshitting the people. Right. That was three seconds of silence from my boy Matt Jordan because I think he was in shock. Thank you. Thank you for reaching out. I appreciate it. Um, look, you know, as a... Just to go through the first part of your question, you know, what, what um, from a club standpoint, I mean, I, I'm very proud, and it's not me, just me, it's we. Um, you know, since I've been at the club, you know, we've put a lot of infrastructure in place. Um, you know, when I came to the club, you know, I think we were at you know, almost 12 to 15 uh, employees. So question, question for everybody. I don't know if anybody's going to answer this, or, but, I mean, I completely understand so here's my question. Does a general manager has, I mean, he's a general manager, so that means that he manages everything, which is understandable. But we, how can I say this? So we are, we have a sports team, right? What is the main focus of having a football club? It's for your team to win, right? Does it, like, I mean, can you be proud of everything you're doing behind the scenes if your team doesn't win? Isn't that the main reason or like one of the main things that's going to help you grow as a club is that if your team is successful, like that's how you grow everything else or growing everything else in the background will eventually help like your team in the future grow. Like, I don't know. I'm 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 confused, but at the same time, I'm not because I know what. Like, I think having a good team in the field will bring everything else in the background. And the only thing that I can think of right now is Boca Juniors. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, Boca was you know they were always a big team. But like for example, I've been. I mean, I was born in '92, right? So obviously, since I can remember. You know, I've been following Boca, but I started following them more like, you know, understandably like in the 2000s. So I remember 2000 winning, you know, Libertadores, uh, winning the Intercontinental, uh, beating the Galacticos at the, at the maximum of their power, basically, and just going to Japan, beating them 2-1. I remember beating Cruz Azul in the Libertadores. I remember beating... Uh, Sao Paulo and Penales. I remember beating uh, Palmeiras. Um, I remember a whole bunch of stuff. And I remember the team like being one of the top teams in the world in the 2000s. Which made the club itself become like a powerhouse. Like them having so much success in the field kind of... I mean, the club was already kind of successful, but it just kind of took it to the next level of success. Like it took it, it, you know, it made it as popular as a Manchester United, as a Manchester City, as a Liverpool, you know, as a Real Madrid, as a Barcelona, in my opinion, you know, it made it an international club because it was able to win not only domestically, but internationally, right? And that only came because of the good product in the field. And then everything else came behind it. So, you know, Boca is not known for having like, you know, a great soccer, you know, youth program. Even though they do. Because obviously a bunch of players came out of there. But like, for example, uh, Argentinos Juniors. Like, they're known for having like, like, out of there, hundreds of Great players that we know today came out of there. Like Riquelme, Maradona, like a bunch of players that you can, you know, I don't know. I don't want to throw numbers, but like their, like their infrastructure when it comes to like the lower divisions, the younger kids, like it's great. But their team, nothing. But imagine if it was the other way around. 
Imagine if their team, their first team, like their, you know, Primera División, their first division team, their professional team, you know, got results and got, you know, the recognition internationally. Wouldn't that mean that everything else is going to follow soup? I don't know. That's my opinion. But Matt, okay, you built the infrastructure. But if you don't get results on the field, you're gonna get your ass fired, bro. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying, bro. It doesn't matter how much infrastructure you build, because at the end of the day, people are asking for your head because of the first team. And I completely understand, and I completely like. I commend you and every you know your team or whoever you know is making you know Paul Holiker like. Um, there's nothing but good things coming out of like the Dynamo Academy and like a bunch of great players are coming out of there. I mean, we're signing 17, 18, 15 year old kids because obviously they're coming out of a great academy and we're doing so many things for the community. But people are asking for your head because of the first team is not winning. So it doesn't matter how much you build in the background, bro. Like people are going to ask on you know, your head of what you're doing in the forefront what people can see if we have a shitty team in the mls people don't care how i mean i know it sounds bad but like we don't people won't care about the academy and we love the kids you know we love that we have winning teams you know the u14 u17s or whatever are winning and they're killing everybody out there you know in in these regional tournaments and stuff like that i mean that's amazing that that talks about you know the 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 investment that these people put into these kids, you know, and like you know, teaching them and loving them or whatever, and building them up to be great soccer players and have a great career. But at the end of the day, you're gonna get your ass fired because we can't have a good team on the field. So, I mean, I don't know. In, in particular, um, the areas you know of, of our whole performance area. You know, there, there's a lot of it takes a lot of time to. Um, to put that in place, um, you know, with regard to you know, since I've joined since joined the club, um, you know, like I'd say when when I first came to the club, I think that there was you know we um, um, skip the club the same way, uh, and then what I am proud of is is really as we started to get this infrastructure in place, you know, you saw you know what we did in 2017, making the Western Conference final, um, which was which was a, a great run for us. Um, winning the Open Cup uh, the following year, and even last year, you know, it's, it's hard when I go back and think about it. But last year we had, you know, the best start in club history. You know, we- yeah, but you didn't make the playoffs, and you ended up last. So it doesn't matter how you start; it's how you finish, my guy. That's the saying. We advanced to, to the to Concacaf Champions League quarterfinals, and we and and we got knocked out by Tigres, and then you know, unfortunately, with right, with what we're skip. building. Yeah, that they were like they paid pennies for. And so, really, with change comes opportunity. Um, and and I know myself, Tab, and the rest of the staff were really excited to to mix things up, you know, to evolve things. We've changed our system, we've changed our style of play. Um, that I'm happy to discuss uh, as well. Uh, Thank goodness we have those fans. But the other thing I would say, really, with with what we're building, um, that I'm happy to discuss uh, as well. Um, and you know, so now it's really my job to, to work with Tab to to get the pieces in place that if we can execute on on the style of play and the change of system and and what we're building as a club. And Matt, you, in fairness to the fans that are calling in and are fired up, uh, thank thank goodness we have those fans. But the other thing I would say really quickly is, uh, in the context of the lack of playoffs and all, I mean, they got a right to be upset, don't they? Yeah. Listen, I. I Glenn, I, I think, you know, I, as I was kind of getting ready to, to jump on this call, I mean, I know I know the fans are angry. You know, they have every right to be angry. I'm not happy with how the season went. Tab's not happy. The players aren't happy. Our ownership group's not happy. But 
all I, I can assure you and I can assure the fans that you, there's a lot of people here that really care about the city of Houston, care about this club, and, and are ready to put in the work each day to, to help to get us back to where we want to be. Um, you know, we've had some success. You can start by telling us how much they paid for Manotas. I mean, that's a good start, right? Over the last few years, but, you know, we also have to evolve. Um, and so, look, nothing I'm going to say right now is, is, is going to change people's minds, right? The only thing I can do is be straightforward and open, and we just have to... That boy said, nothing that I do is going to change people's minds, but I got to be straight up and open. But we still don't know how much they paid for Manotas. We have to, we have to let our, our work and, and between myself, Tab, and the rest of the staff speak for us. Um, you know, and I have no problem facing challenges head on, Glenn. Uh, all right, let, let's keep it going because I want to make sure, Matt, that these guys all get a chance. Everybody gets a chance to call in here. Uh, let's go to Jose. Jose. Um, hello, man. I'm a season ticket holder. I've been a season ticket holder for five uh, seasons. And, well, I mean, I've got to say the these past six seasons have been pretty disappointing with making playoffs only once. And, yeah, sure, the Open Cup winning that is good, but I want MLS Cup. That's what I want. ML. Bro, that's what we all want. But I don't think he understands this. We all want MLS Cups. Give us a goddamn MLS Cup, man, Jordan. MLS Cup. And, well, I mean, with that being said, if the club is off to a bad start... Bro, this question... Between this question and Ryan's questions... Bro. Listen to this question. Listen to this question. Next season. Will you resign? Damn, bro. He hit him with the R word. He said... If we start off the season in a bad way, will you resign? God, I, these people are going for for the head, dude. Jose. Those were another three seconds of silence because Matt Jordan got caught off guard. Thanks for, your, thanks for your question. I appreciate you reaching out. Um, nobody wants the MLS Cup more than, than myself and, and, and Tab and the rest of the staff, Jose. I mean, that's that's the motivation for what we're, we're working towards every day. Um, and, and, again, <laughs> you know, we're excited for the challenge. That, that's, that, that's all I can assure you. Um, definitely appreciate you being a season ticket holder. Uh, you know, I just ask for you and the fans, let's, let's stand, you know, stand with us and let, it, let our work speak for us. And, you know, obviously we're really excited that, you know, Tab's starting year two. Um, and, and, and I have to be fair, Glenn, and I, and I know you, you want to get to a, a lot of calls. I mean, you know, I have to say, you know, with regards to TAB, I mean, it's not easy either to come in, you know, to your, you know, to a, uh, your first, you know, MLS job, and all of a sudden you're dealing with a pandemic, and I have to tell So, I'm going to fast forward because he never really answers the question. Um, but, yeah, I don't think he'll resign. How you like? I feel bad for my Jordan for for a split second. I felt so bad for him. I was like, they were going so hard at him. Let's see if we can get to the next question. Shout out to Jose. William, you're up. Jesus, Glenn. Alright, so that was, so this guy, I forgot his name, he's uh, asking Matt Jordan um, if we, if we're going to do like a partnership with like a European Cup, and he says no, so, <laughs> I mean, like he says, uh, no, we're probably just going to like keep doing what we're doing and work with people in our area, basically. So, no, if you wanted a partnership with a European club, keep waiting, my friend, keep waiting. Our own said I. Uh, and you know I think that you had me and, and I got to give our academy uh, and Paul Hawker and, and all the guys. All right, so here we are. We're gonna fast forward a little bit more, because there's a question at the end that I guess more of a comment. The lack of like restrictions on travel. 
table and different things. I mean, we really kept our focus, you know, still here. Let's see where we're at. We're going to fast forward. Now, I think there's only like two more questions or something like that. So we're almost done here. First trophy in 11 years. And um, he still got fired after one bad season. And then when I look at your transfer record and your uh, our first trophy. All right, so this is a great question. So I'm going to see if I can find it from the beginning. Hey, I was just wondering, why do you hold coaches to a different standard than you hold yourself? Um, it just seems to me that uh, Wilmer Cabrera won us our first trophy that we had gotten in years outside of like uh, runners-up, Supporters Shield, or our MLS Cup. Uh, he got us our first trophy in 11 years, and um, he still got fired after one bad season. And then when I look at your transfer record and your GM side of things, it seems like you, you strike out more than you hit even a solid single. Dan, I always say you don't even hit a single, a solid single. I don't even know baseball, but I know what that meant. Um, so why do you hold the coaches to a different standard than you hold yourself? That's, I guess that's my main question. Well, Chris, thanks for the call. Um, you know, first of all, I respectfully... Shout out to Chris. I think you're right, but he respectfully disagrees. Yeah, so Jordan said basically, uh, when it comes to my position, I have to hold myself to a different standard because <laughs> we don't uh, have the same roles, basically. So he basically said, I can fire coaches for doing a shitty job on the field, but if I do a shitty job, it's okay, my friend. Our academy's looking great. Let's fast forward a little bit more. We're almost done, I promise. Well, we said, look, we're going to keep the team together, and we're going to let Tab and the staff work with the team, and we're going to steadily make incremental changes. And, and, you know, obviously, you know, working very closely with... I think that's the question. You know, and, and again, if, if there's victories as well. Um, so that's kind of what I would say is the first part of your... I'm very proud, you know, of, of some of the... Hold on, hold on. Hey, I was just wondering, why do you hold coaches? That's the same one. Okay, let's fast forward a couple minutes. And let's see what we get. Um, but yeah, this was a. So this is the DP question, the glorious, can we expect somebody to do something for this team, to somebody to drop a little bit of cash, por favor? Uh, look, I think that right now, you know, our focus, Christian, first of all, thank you for your call. Um, thank you. you we know, really our, appreciate our it. Is, you know, of course we're going to look at you know, DPs. I mean, we're, we're constantly viewing DPs all the time. Um, <laughs> Bullshit. I think the key focus for us is, you know, looking at the style of play and the system that we're implementing. Um, you know, the, the team, you know, prior to, to Tab uh, taking over was built on a 4-2-3-1 uh, counterattacking system, um, which I think everybody's, you know, well aware of. And, you know, we've really you know, shifted our system into a 4-3-3 more restrictions. With so basically, no, they're not really looking at a DP they're looking for experienced players and stuff like that. The pandemic, you know, and that's real. Because of the pandemic, bro. They can't travel. They can't scout. TVs don't work anymore. Freaking YouTube doesn't work. Telephones don't work. Uh, our, our scouting, uh, annual scouting calendar. Uh, that I wonder how many scouts we have. That we just haven't been able to travel this last year. Um, I think then we'll do about eight or nine minutes and that'll do it. All right, we're going to fast forward. There's another commercial break, and I think there's two more questions, and that's it. All right. One more time, shout out to Glenn Davis in uh, Soccer Matters. Achievements of other teams, and, uh, you know, under very similar circumstances. Uh, what is this organization lacking? 
wanting? Is it confidence? Um, funding? Uh, no, is it a clear vision? What is what? What in particular? What What can you pinpoint uh, in the Dynamo that is fundamentally back? Uh, thank you. Money. Hey, Enrique. Thank you uh, for love. Uh, I appreciate it. I mean, first, uh, look, you're exactly right. You know, a lot of teams, every team has dealt with the same challenges of of, uh, of what this, this year has meant, you know, with the pandemic. Um, and, you know, is, is disappointing as, as the way the season had to come. All right, we're going to shut it down right there. So that was Glenn Davis that uh, had Matt Jordan, the Houston Dynamo FC general manager. Um, so glad he doesn't make any decisions for the Houston Dash because that team is doing great. Um, but unfortunately, we get to get his uh, input on players and transfers and selling and all that. So, Matt Jordan, you're probably a nice guy, but you probably should quit. I mean, just because it is what it is. I guess now you got one more year to prove yourself. To prove the people wrong, to shut up people, as Glenn Davis said, we like to play general manager, so we always believe that we're going to do a better job than you can, of course, but obviously we're not in your position. So we'll give you, well, not we, but I guess me, myself, we'll give you one more year of grace, and uh, let's see what you can do. Let's, uh, because if you do good, that means my team does good. And if my team does good, that means we happy. And if I'm happy, my wife is happy. And if my wife is happy, the kids are happy. No, I'm just kidding. There's a lot of weight on your shoulders. But um, basically all I'm trying to say is that we want a winning team. We want to go back to 06, 07. We want to go back to making it, at least making the playoffs. At least give us a chance to have a good-looking team in the field. I know this year we played really, really well. So, you know, I'll be the first one to say we were probably unlucky. Uh, but it could be that because we don't have really good depth on the team. So hopefully something's being done. I really believe in Tab Ramos. I really believe in the players. But I don't think I believe as much in you. So it is what it is. I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Uh, it's been a long time talking about one person. So next week we'll talk about a different person. And we'll do something better, something fun. So cuatro cuadros and everything. It is what it is. Shout out to everybody that listens and watches and then stuff like that. Don't forget. Uh, sorry if this one was too long, but, you know, life, life, it is what it is. So, deuces. Thank y'all. Have a good night. Have a good day. Have a good evening. And arrivederci.